Welcome to Get the Word Out, where we seek to destroy ignorance by speaking the truth and having honest discussion that leads to wisdom. This is episode six, the best year yet. <laughs> is that a question? <laughs> it is a question because I couldn't remember what you said we were calling the best it. Best year yet? The worst year ever? Who knows? We'll find out. It's one of the two. No, it is going to be the best year, the best year yet. Because I'm, it only gets better and better, right? Yes, I am Joshua Berkheimer here with Megan, as always. And uh, it's been a little while. With me and no notes. Well, almost no notes. We really didn't know what we were going to talk about until about 10 minutes ago. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's been it's been a little while since we did one of these things. Uh, not really planned absence i guess like everyone's been sick and then christmas and all that stuff the whirlwind of christmas and it's still not over we have another christmas and this another weekend. christmas yeah. party coming yeah. up too we're so. gonna be celebrating christmas until february <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> so uh so i guess this episode's a little different than what we've done yeah. in the past uh usually uh, honestly i like things really scripted and megan is more of a bullet point kind of person i'm more of a fly by the seat of your pants type of person originally when we started this i didn't really want to have any notes i just wanted it to be conversational Mm -hmm. and tonight i am just so happy that it's finally happening (laughs) i don't have to look at a screen of notes it's just conversational like i wanted it to be yeah and so i have a screen of notes next to me that isn't really relevant (laughs) it's just a blank screen but he's still you'll be okay i'm still glancing at it in hopes that i can find something to talk about so i feel like you talk more in these things than i do anyway so if megan talks more in this episode than i do that's why it doesn't matter anyways so it's new year's and everybody has new year's resolutions yeah. And the other night, our in-laws were over, and my mother-in-law says... My parents, not my in-laws. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> um, she says, oh, I asked them if they had any New Year's resolutions. And she says, you know, you're not supposed to make New Year's resolutions. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Well, that's kind of the end of the conversation. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan Okay, here's how it is. Every single year. Yeah. Every year, I get so excited for New Year's. Like, I love just, you know, starting over, starting fresh, setting some goals, and writing things down. And every January 1st, I want to sit down with you. And I'm like, okay, Joshua, let's write our New Year's resolutions together. What about this and this and this? Let's do this. And he just sits there and doesn't say anything. And it's so frustrating. I feel like... I, so I, I, if I'm being honest, I look at it as a mindset of like, uh, I, I'm going to fail at these things anyway, so why even bother talking about them? <laughs> because they're usually fitness related. <laughs> yeah. I have I'm been to the going... gym twice. It's the third. I've been to the gym twice Yeah, see, this you year. haven't made any resolutions and you're still going to the gym. That's good. I guess I'm the type of person that I need to write it down. I need to look at it or else I'm not going to do it. Yeah, every year it's like, okay, I'm going to lose X number of pounds or I'm going to read X number of books. And I I read stuff all day at work. I don't read books, but I'm reading all the time. So it's not like I don't read. I just don't read books, right? So that was one of the ones that I actually 
<clears throat> really, really stuck with because it was because I kept a list of all the books that I read on my Google Keep app. And when I got to write down a book that I, and I wouldn't write it down unless I read it from cover to cover. So there were other books that I read, but I didn't finish them or I didn't care for them or whatever. Did you listen to any audiobooks? No, the stuff I listen to is mostly podcasts. Okay. But anyways, the fact that I got to write them down was so fulfilling that it just made me want to like... Read more? Read more and beat my goal. And so my goal for 2018 was 12 books. I thought, I can do that. That's like a book a month. No problem. And I ended up reading 19. I finished my last one on New Year's Eve. Yeah. It was really good. I've had a book that I've been borrowing from someone. I've literally literally read one chapter. I've had it for two or three months at this point. So. Is that Cal's book? Yeah. Sorry, Cal. Sorry, Cal. I will try and encourage him to read. Maybe you should read the book. I don't know. Maybe. And then just tell you about it? Yeah. I don't give know. Give me the spark notes. It won't count on your New Year's resolution. No, that's fine. <laughs> I, it's not one of my resolutions. So I, I look at it as like, uh, why should I wait until the new year to come up with something to better myself like i understand like it's new year because if you're gonna wait then you're never gonna do it this is the perfect chance to we just we just so don't get each other if it's august and i want to better myself should i wait until january to do that no okay so let's agree on one thing i asked you like five minutes ago what is one thing that you can do to make this the Mm -hmm. best year yet and i gave her one thing and then she said what about another one (laughs) you asked for one because if i asked for five things you would just not answer me you'd be like i hate when you ask me these questions but if i asked for one thing lists you can come up with one thing i hate give me a list of so many things that josh hates when i just ask him questions then he has to think of answers it's the worst it's the worst when we have to talk to each other guys seriously anyways (laughs) what was your answer uh, I said read my Bible more consistently. That's something that I've, like I said, I don't I don't really read. Um, yeah, and even if you hate to read, you still have to read your Bible. Yeah. No, it's not like I never read my Bible. I just need to make it a priority. And there's something different. Do you notice any difference when, so we both have the Bible app on our phone. Yeah. Do you notice any difference when we and we both have paper Bibles, when you read your paper Bible versus your Bible app, I do. What's the difference in my paper Bible? I can underline something specific in the Bible app. It has to be like highlight a whole verse. Um, maybe I don't want to highlight the whole verse. Maybe I just want to highlight like three words. Um, I also find myself getting distracted if I use the app. Like, yeah. oh, I have my phone. Wonder what's going on on Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I prefer, I can write little notes in the margins. Um, I can underline things. I can highlight and underline if I think it's really important. And Uh, so I think in that sense, it is, it will sink in more if you use a paper Bible. And I don't think it's just a preference. I think you should, I think you should have, everyone should have a paper Bible. I don't think you should rely on your Bible app. I think you need to have a paper Bible. It's very, it's something that's very, very personal. Like mine has become so personal. I don't want to get a new one. I need a new one because mine is like ripped up and taped and it has scribbles in it from the kids and stuff. I need a new one, but I don't want to get a new one because this one has so many notes that I've written on the sides. And um, like when some, when the pastor's preaching or whoever I'm listening to, they reference a verse and they explain it. 
if it's something that's not in my notes, I'll just write it in the margins or yeah, something. I, I do that a lot too. Um, I know you just said it's something that's personal. And I agree with that. I forget who it was. I think it was Mark Batterson said that he has read through like different Bibles and highlights different yeah. things and takes different notes depending on what he's going through at that point, you know, in his life or in that year. And then he gifts those to his children. I mean, he I don't said, know how many kids he, he has. He said that but. he wants to go through so many Bibles that he can gift one to each of his kids and grandkids. Yeah. And that was his goal. And I think that's a pretty cool idea, but I'm And that I'm man, not that man is a reader though. <laughs> he reads and reads oh, and reads yeah. and reads and reads. He reads so many books. But yeah, I I I think that's good. I would like to do that too. Like gift my Bible and pass it down. I still have my Bible, my Adventures in Odyssey Bible from when I was little. <laughs> and it's kind of fun to see like what I underlined as a seven-year-old, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> but now Levi has that Bible and that's really cool. And by the way, I wish they made, maybe they do make kids Bibles like that still, but I don't know what translation it was children something but oh yeah i don't they do have a new adventures and odyssey bible but it's a different translation than yours is the one the one that you're talking about from what 20 whatever years ago is like 1993 yeah i don't know it's a it's a good translation that's easily understandable that i think some of the newer ones don't uh come across that way for whatever reason so but anyways um the point here is open up your Bible more. And I think I can say to you, if you are only opening up your Bible once a week this year in 2019, welcome to a miserable year because you've got to be in the word consistently because it's got to settle into your spirit, into your brain. And, um, it's, it's, it's not optional when you're a Christian, you need to be in the word. Okay. So another thing that is pretty popular are all these prophetic words for 2019 they've kind of been popping up on my on my facebook here and there are you talking about prophetic words or are you talking about like what's your word for no 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 well i mean that can be prophetic too like what's your word for 2019 i don't don't have one yeah my, my mom always has a word i think she told me hers for last year was joy or something yours is food is that what you just said (laughs) that's what i just said yeah (laughs) uh go ahead dear (laughs) so i don't here's the thing with prophetic words i don't really follow too many prophetic people on facebook i'm really picky because i'm just you can get a lot of like weird stuff phony stuff i don't know i think you really need to be you can't just like go and follow anyone even pastors you can't just go and just like oh here's a pastor i'm gonna listen to all his teachings you need to kind of know who you need to know that person not personally but you kind of need to know about them and just get a sense and use your discernment and kind of see what they're all about and um so anyways there's this one guy that i follow and his name's nate johnston and he's australian and i really like him um him and his wife are very prophetic and they had uh some prophetic words on here and um they said one of their words were swift the other one was pioneer and i guess i could i could read some of this to you but one thing i want to say about prophetic words um it's not like you read a prophetic word or you even hear a prophetic word, someone speaks something over you and you're like, oh, that's nice. I really hope that comes to pass. You have to take it and actually um, 
you take it by faith and do something about it. Kind of like, um, I don't know, kind of like calling it forth, you know what I mean? Like, there have been things that just because they haven't come to pass, then you kind of just say, oh, well, that prophetic word didn't come true, and this person is a big phony and all this kind of stuff. And But anyways, with that being said, here, I'll read this to you. It's uh, Nate Johnston. Maybe his wife wrote this. I don't know. Um, it says, the swift shift is upon you. I can feel the encouragement of the Father for the pioneers as 2019 is upon us. I see the word swift over you. Where you have fought for and believed for promises for many years, you're contending this year will produce swift possession of your promised land. The foxes are being driven out. The authority of your gates are being strengthened. Your wilderness is turning into a wonderland, wonderland of evergreens. You are about to discover new frontiers, and it is happening swiftly. All that is required of you is to come into faith in agreement with what he is speaking. I sense that there are, and here, the, here this is, I sense that there are many pioneers who almost feel skeptical of prophetic words for this new year, as there has not been much, there has been much disappointment in years past of not seeing prophecies fulfilled. I see the Holy Spirit filling you with fresh courage to hope again, fresh excitement to dream again, and new boldness to step out in faith and believe that God will do what he has promised to do. Um, and then there's some scriptures that they go into to back it up. But, and then there was another one. Um, from this other guy. I don't know. I think my problem with him. I don't really have a problem with him. It's just maybe it's just his voice. He kind of sounds kind of weird. But his prophetic <laughs> I won't even give you his name. His prophetic word. But these are the only two people that I follow, okay? And the reason that I follow him is because I know that he is good friends with Nate Johnston. His prophetic word for 2019. And they can have different ones. It's not like, okay, they have one and that's it. That's it for 2019. That's all you get. There, There's actually a book that's it just came out or it's coming out soon. Um, prophetic words for 2019. This one is the libraries of heaven, the sovereign king, and no more delay. He says, I believe the Lord is giving us strategies in this season to break personal prophetic delays because he is teaching us how to ultimately break the great delay on the earth. Delay of what? The long prophesied outpouring of the Holy Spirit. God is not sovereignly withholding some fresh dispensation of the Spirit. The Spirit has already been poured out at Pentecost. Could it be that the delay we are experiencing in seeing a full manifestation of transformational revival has been caused by people who are waiting instead of moving? So here he kind of emphasizes the fact that it's not all on just God doing everything. Mm -hmm. You need to take the prophetic word by faith and step into it claim it over your life claim it for 2019 and then do something about it instead of just people kind of sit around even when they pray like oh if it's god's will then if it's god's will then he'll do it no you you have the authority as a believer to call things forth you have the authority as a believer to call things forth God's will is in his word, and if you read it more than once a week, you open up your Bible, then you'll know what it is. You'll know how to pray. You'll know how to call things forth. Didn't we talk about this quite a bit in one of our first Maybe, ones I about don't know. Uh, I think like God being a locomotive and oh, prayer yeah, being the tracks? Oh, yeah, we did. We talked about prayer. Yeah, and kind of like um, when you pray, you like call things from eternity into time like god is waiting on us to to pray and he's waiting on he's waiting on us to move and so with that being said about prophetic words let's move on to something else how about fasting 
<laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so my word of the year is food. And now we're going to talk about fasting. Yes. Yeah, maybe you should change it. <laughs> <laughs> Water is it's my word. It's not too late to change your word. It's only January 3rd. <laughs> Um, so I've had so much trouble with fasting, you guys, like I have, I seriously had, (laughs) I have failed so much at fasting that I went to the doctor and got my blood sugar checked (laughs) (laughs) because I thought, what is wrong with me? I can't do this. I'm dying. I'm dying. She's just dramatic. It's okay. No, no. (laughs) But here was, (laughs) here was what I did with it. I thought, oh, okay, so you just go without food and you only drink water. All right, well, I'll do it. I'll do it for three days, just water. You can't really do that if you've never, ever done it before. It's, you really you get better at it the yeah, more absol- you do it. Absolutely. I remember one of the first times that we tried it together anyway. Was this in college? I, don't th- I think we were married. Okay. Um, but we got to... I don't even know if we got to day two, but it's like, okay, we're, we're just going to eat. We're just going to eat dinner because we're done. We, we're yeah, done. We're, with this. we're done. Oh my goodness. I remember when I tried it, I was in college and I was like, okay, I need to fast. And so, um, I made it 24 hours and I woke up the next morning and I didn't have much in my fridge, you know, cause I was just, it was me. I was by <laughs> myself and uh, just me and my dog. She didn't eat ice cream before I came along. No. So no I, ice cream. No, I didn't. I used to not eat <laughs> ice cream. Remember when I thought I was allergic to it? Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, I remember looking in my fridge, and I had been only drinking water for, for 24 hours, and there was a green pepper in my fridge. And I remember thinking, oh, that looks so oh delicious. Lord. I was, like, drooling over this stupid green pepper. And then I decided to just have a bowl of oatmeal and call it quits. And then <clears throat> I tried it. Did you put the pepper in your oatmeal? No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't even eat the green pepper. It wasn't as appetizing to me after I had my <laughs> sugary bowl of oatmeal. I can't imagine why. But anyways, um, I have done it several times after that, but I've only been able to go like uh, day two has always been really hard. And even sometimes, even when I did make it past, I think last year when I did it, I was like, okay, I'm going to do three days of water day two. That night, that night, I woke up in the middle of the night. This is why I got my blood, my blood sugar checked. I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I was like sweating. And I was like, I felt really, really, really weak. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And so I mosey on out to the kitchen and it's like, it's like three in the morning or something. And I'm, like, hanging onto the counters, staring at where the bananas hang on the thing. And I'm, like... Oh, my word. (laughs) And I'm there. I'm, like, sweating and shaking. And I'm, like, oh, my gosh. I'm going to die. And so I ended up eating a banana. I may have even opened a second banana. I don't really remember. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, fasting. But let me tell you. I did it one day in December. And it was after I had listened to a bunch of teachings on fasting, read about fasting, learned about why we fast, and I had, like, filled myself with this knowledge of fasting. And, um... So, I, can you give a brief... Are you getting there? Like, like well, why, why do we fast? Um, so the Bible talks about reasons to fast. I think it's Isaiah 58, and it talks about things that fasting does. By the way, it also says in the Bible 
that some things only come by prayer and fasting. Yeah. And Jesus said, when you fast. So it's not an option. This is not an option for he you says, as a believer. When? When you fast, you need to fast. And you don't you do not do it to say, look at me. Look how many days I've gone on water, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's not, you're missing the whole point of it. It's to strip everything about your your flesh so that your spirit comes forward and your spirit can lead because your flesh will always be at war with your spirit your spirit will always be at war with your flesh it is about denying yourself you know what else is at war when you go at your co-workers who always make sticky buns oh my goodness when you're fasting so any let me tell this story so i was listening to um this pastor and he was talking about fasting and he was saying you know, it doesn't even matter. Every time that I fast, people will bring us hot meals and good food and desserts. And I was fasting that day that I was listening to it. And I had already decided I am only drinking water today. And so it, I was doing great because I had listened to this teaching. I was fired up about it. I was doing great. I was like, you know what? I'm doing really well with this. And I had set aside time to pray. By the way, don't fast if you're not going to set aside time to pray and read the Bible because it defeats the whole purpose. Then you're just thinking about how hungry Then you're just thinking, sitting around thinking about food all the time anyways. That's not the point. And so um, that day that I was, you know, fired up and I had filled up on all this knowledge and resources and all that kind of stuff, at 2 in the afternoon, you know, when you really start to get hungry because you hadn't had breakfast or lunch, my neighbor, <laughs> who never, never, ever, ever comes over, has never given us anything, she comes over with a homemade peanut butter pie. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. That's just served as confirmation that I was doing the right thing because, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the, the pastor had said in his in his teaching, like, oh, these people will bring you, they'll bring you food, they'll bring you food. And I thought it was just funny that my neighbor who never ever... <laughs> that was that was nice of her to bless us. With it was very nice out. of her. By the way, I resisted until my fast was over. Then I tried the peanut butter pie. It was still delicious. <laughs> it was still delicious. And so um, I think a good way to start out the new year is by fasting. Um, it is like consecrating yourself to God and setting and like dedicating this year to the Lord. And so, and you know, when you are fasting and praying, your prayers are, are different. Your prayers are more, um, I don't know, your prayer, it's, it's, they're more like power, like you're contending more for things. And so maybe this year you can think about some things that you are contending for and, fast and pray and by the way don't fast something stupid like tv or facebook if you want to go without that <laughs> stuff go ahead that's called self-discipline but a fast <laughs> is when you don't eat food don't fast podcasts don't fast our podcast no in fact when you're fasting you should be like filling up on all that stuff like reading your bible listen to some good good preaching um setting aside time to pray uh mm -hmm. the pastor that i was listening to said that you when you're fasting you should be praying at least at least an hour a day is good mm -hmm. so but um he also said people exempt from fasting are pregnant women nursing women children and the elderly yeah so well, if you're that in that sense. group you don't have to fast lucky you lucky you <laughs> um yeah but I no, I mean, I can't wait till I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said something really interesting about it, though. He said that children and elderly 
are exempt because they don't really need to fast because their spirits are already more in tune with spiritual things. That makes sense. That makes sense. Or they should be anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, think about it. They don't really care about, you know, all the foodie pleasures of the world anyways. Um, Okay. So fasting is something else that we should be doing to set aside 2019 is the best year yet so fast and pray and contend for some big things and then believe um i read something recently that said that you know the verse faith is the hope what is it hebrews 11 1 faith is the uh hope that we hang on to will you look it up anyways he was saying that faith and hope are like married words so if you don't have hope, how can you have faith? It, faith is like the thing that holds on to hope. Yeah, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So you need to have hope for something before you have the faith to believe it. I don't know where I was going with that. But anyways, <laughs> um, I think something that that we can also do for the new year is like... um really putting God first. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and live righteously and all these things will be added unto you. So honestly, taking that verse for exactly what it is, it means if you seek God first and live righteously, you don't really have to worry about anything. It'll all just be added unto you because you've put God first. You've made him important, and so he'll he'll make you priority, and all these things will be added unto you. He's not going to let you lack. He's not going to let you suffer, even like sickness, disease, worrying about your kids, all that stuff. It's it's like you put God first, and everything else is taken care of. Mm-hmm. And by the way, what is the verse in Romans? Now, a lot of people will quote uh, Romans 8. No, maybe it's Romans 9. Um, No, it is Romans 8. Uh, We know that God will cause everything to work together for our good. God will make everything work together for our good, right? Well, no. It's for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. The Bible says if you love God, then you'll keep his commands. And if you are honestly putting God first in your life and putting him first this year and seeking him with your whole heart, then he will work everything together for your good. Because hmm. the Bible says, Romans, what did I say, 8, 28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So putting, I mean, really putting God first and not just saying like, oh, God's important. I'm going to try and like not just even be a better, not just a, a do-gooder, you know, like do good things, but honestly seek God first because there's like a whole nother level that you don't that you have yet to experience and Hmm. there's all there's always 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 more of God it's not like you've hit your highest level of of Christianity and and that's it now you can slack off there's always more of God no matter how old you are or how long you've been sitting in church or how long you've been saved or serving God there's always there's always always more so I think that's another good thing we could do this year yeah. Do you have anything to add to that? 
I, I don't. <laughs> this, this might just be me talking. Let's talk about getting in shape. How's the gym going? Uh, fine. Fine. I don't really have any physical fitness goals for the year. I do want to read 25 books, though. That's my new reading mm. goal. Okay. Yeah. Knowledge is power, babe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, physical fitness, the reason I wrote that down is because I wrote down first, Timothy. It says physical training is good. Great. It's good. Uh, no, the Bible I agree. says so. And, and uh, we're supposed to be good stewards of the things we're given. And, you know, I've been given a body and I should take better care of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. We should do our next podcast on stewardship because I could just go into that about stewardship. Like people are probably praying for things and they don't even take care of what they already have. Yeah. It's like when your kid asks for a dog and you're like, okay, well, take care of this hamster. And he lets the hamster out in the yard and a bird comes and snatches it away. (laughs) Why in the world would we get you a dog and you can't even look after your dumb hamster? Like... (laughs) (laughs) Looks like we just Is that did. A good Looks like we just did a podcast <laughs> on stewardship. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have any physical fitness goals. A lot of people are like, "Oh, I want to lose weight. I want to do this." Yeah, just, that's a popular just one. Learned to like healthy food. Yeah, and dislike unhealthy food. You don't have to dislike <laughs> unhealthy food. You just have to have some self control. Yeah. Oh, when it's it's really hard though when it comes to like I learned how to make really good chocolate pies this past year for instance <laughs> and so now it's all we're just always thinking about chocolate pies yeah <laughs> yeah yesterday I found this really cool idea of doing a uh, a pretzel crust instead of a regular flour crust or even a graham cracker crust. Sounds like a chocolate-covered pretzel pie. Oh, sounds so good. Um, we haven't started our fast yet, by the way, so... I have. Okay. I'm doing a sun-up to sundown. Okay, well, I guess I haven't then. Um, That's another... I forgot you had said you started. I yeah. guess we should probably do that together, but... Uh, well, it, our church isn't doing it together until the... Um, team gets back from mexico they're going to mexico to what are they doing building building a church in mexico so when they get back they're leaving next week so when they get back we're doing i think we're doing an all-church fast yes however uh, most people start it like on the second so i decided to start on the second so i'm on day two guess what i'm doing good because i decided to do um the sun up to sundown fast and it's working out. It's working out really well. Good. Yeah. So it does. It gets easier and easier. And it's not like the hunger goes away. It's not like, oh, I'm not going to be hungry because I've fasted so many times before. You're going to be hungry. You just know how to turn that into a spiritual hunger. And then you pray. And you have yeah. some. You have more. You practice self-control and self-discipline. So the more you practice it, get better at it. Um, one of the things that I have been praying for this year is just to be used by God. And, um, my word for the year is filled. 
so I want to be a vessel that can be filled and be used by God. Hmm. Um, so, and one of the things that I wanted to mention was uh, when I was reading about fasting in Matthew, I think I have it, Matthew, um, I was kind of just reading the whole uh, chapter. Don't get mad at me for flipping my pages. I know I didn't have this marked. This was not planned out, you guys. This is just kind of on a whim here. I was reading Matthew 6, and um, he talks about fasting in verse 16. And he says, And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled, so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell, the, tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face, then no one will notice that you're fasting except your father, who knows what you do in private. And your father, who sees everything, will reward you. And I noticed as I was reading through the chapter, I started back at the beginning, and he says to do several things in private, not not um, kind of... I hate when people do this, though. They'll blast Facebook. Oh, I saw so-and-so in need, and I decided to give them this. And I oh, just, yeah. Please don't do that. Just, just do it and let the person be blessed and then receive your own blessing. And don't, don't try and get your blessing from man. Get it from God because it's going to be better. Don't go onto Facebook and say, look what I did. And then everyone, oh, you're such a good person. Blah, but you're blah. giving up all that those likes, the- those little dopamine hits that you get from. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, is it is it worth it when you know that there's a blessing from God? Because the Bible says he sees everything that you does. So, yeah. By the way, that's just this little side note. Anyways, <laughs> in Matthew 6, he says... Um, Watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others. Boom. We just said that. For you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do. Blowing trumpets in the synagogues and posting on Facebook. (laughs) Calling attention to yourself. Straight from the Lord. That's in the Bible. I tell you the truth. They have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private. So that's the first thing he says in Matthew 6 about doing in private. Give in private. Don't go and say, look what I did, because that's the only reward you're going to get, is the good feeling, the praise from man instead of from God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then he goes then, on about praying in private yeah. and fasting in private. And then he talks about treasures in heaven. Yeah, so uh, go ahead. I had nothing to add. I was okay. just... So when you pray, it says in verse 6, when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you. Pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. It's it's pretty simple. Like the Bible is just, it's not really that complicated. Do this, God does this. If you do this, God will do this. If you do this, God promises this. I mean, it's just doing it and knowing that God's going to hold up his end if you do your end. And so, um, and then he talks about, Uh, fasting and so he says about doing these things in private and that means setting time aside for um, yourself to just go to your secret place wherever it is um, and spending time alone with God reading your Bible praying and that should be one of the things maybe you should make that goal this year I don't know yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's part of it, but I think it's also, you know, don't worry about what other people are thinking about you and don't 
be looking for the praises of, um, you know, of others. So that's another thing that you could probably, and I'm, you know, preaching to myself, I guess, but you know, who cares what other people think about, about what you're doing, as long as you're doing good and God will see that and you'll be, um, you know, you'll be rewarded for it. Yeah. And a lie that can come across your head right now is that that time alone with God is wasted time because nobody sees it. Nobody knows you do it. And then you're going to start feeling like God doesn't even hear you. And that is, that is a lie. That time is never, ever, ever wasted time. Time with God is never wasted time. Time in prayer is never, ever wasted time. All right. That's pretty much all I have. Um, I wrote down the verse. It's in Second Chronicles. I didn't have it marked. 16.9. But God is looking for people that are committed to him. The Bible says he's searching the earth to and fro, looking for people that are fully committed to him. Why? Because he wants to reward them and he wants to bless them. There are promises in the Bible that you can write down, that you can hold on to, that you can pray, that you can contend for. There are promises in the Bible when you are fully 100% committed to God. That means every area of your life. That means keeping his commands. That means um, fasting, praying, um, tithing, giving, give and you'll receive. I mean, there's, there's so many blessings that God has for you if you'll keep his commands and keep him first. All right. And I think that's the, uh, that's the overall goal for, yeah. you know, the year, the day, you know, whatever is keep God first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, this is going to be the best year yet. Yeah. 2019, baby. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Looking forward to it. The first three days have been fine. <laughs> and we're going to keep you updated and we're going to share testimonies with you because... Like I said, time, that time you spend fasting and praying, it's not wasted time. We are expecting uh, results. Amen. All right. Do you want to pray or anything? Sure. Okay, go ahead. All right, Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for your goodness and your faithfulness to us. And God, we uh, just ask that you... Uh, guide us in our actions and in our thoughts over the coming year, Lord. We uh, just pray that uh, we can seek you first, seek you above everything else, and not let anything else get in the way of our relationship with you. And uh, we know that when we do this, uh, you know, you will be, you will remain faithful to us, and you'll continue to pour out your blessings on us. And um, we just look forward to what you have in store for us over the coming year. And uh, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks for listening, guys. I know this was a little different than we usually do. But yeah, a little bit it's longer. Kinda, it's kind of nice. Probably. Was it longer? A little bit. I kind of lost track of time. Yeah, that's okay. Sometimes when I get going, I lose track of time. That's okay. <laughs> that's what happens when you don't prepare. <laughs> yes, exactly. Maybe I'll have notes next time. <laughs> I think I think it went well, but uh, we would love to hear your your feedback, your questions, comments, anything you have for us, prayer requests. You can get a hold of us. Topic ideas, since we didn't have one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you can get a hold of us at podcast at getthewordout.today. Uh, comment, send us a comment on Facebook or a message or whatever. Violent reactions. 
questions, comments, violent reactions, yes. Uh, and uh, we look forward to talking to you guys next time.